Oh, damn, that's good. Oh, yeah. Boom. It's your boy, Sam Gilstrap. We're back again for some more. Hello, hello. Hello. Yo, yo. What's Everybody up? Knows me knows. That's right. It's Rachel Graham. She's like a regular here now. It's our first. It's our first ever repeat guest. Back to back. And we had to do it back to back because the conversation that happened after we turned off everything was amazing. And and she's brought us beer. Mm-hmm. What 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 is today's our unofficial sponsor? Our unofficial sponsor today is Dry Dock. And yes. you've got the apricot blonde, which mm-hmm. is fantastic by itself. And yeah. then you have the hop abomination, which is a little bit too hoppy for me by itself. Mm-hmm. But recently I discovered that if you mix the apricot blonde with like half and half with hop abomination, it creates this wonderful, just it's just a this fantastic, they call it the blonde abomination or something. Mm. It's fantastic because it's not hop up in your face and it's not as fruity as the apricot blonde can be blonde abomination sounds like donald trump jr's nickname (laughs) 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 yeah yeah that's exactly what it sounds like but you know what it 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 tastes um what's a what's another political connection i could make let me take a sip to see if i can get something let's see maybe let's rachel help in Oh, it's like Slytherin pride. Ooh, there we go. Standing on a Hufflepuff. I love it. That is <laughs> political. That's my politics. That's Let's your politics? politics. Hey, no, no, no. We're gonna, we're gonna do. We're gonna do Harry Potter because for a lot of people, that's the real world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the real world is Madden, where I am a six foot two cornerback for the San Francisco 49ers. and uh, can't be can't be stopped. I'm that good. What number do you play? Number 22. I have all my personalized jerseys, and I have lots of them. I have that number. (laughs) Um, This is what happens when you're a single child with no friends until you get into college. (laughs) Well, not really. I I had friends in middle school and high school, but we didn't really become besties until I got a car. That's right. I'm talking about you, Brian Walsh, even though you may never listen to this. I'm calling you out, Sam. You never know. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, so folks, ladies and gentlemen, it is Rachel Graham. She is our repeat guest, the first ever that we've had. Next week on Friday, we'll sit down with Missy Moore, and she will be our second repeat guest. But we lost her first episode. But in the interim, this is what happens when you don't really know how this recording thing is supposed to work. And And that's a Mac. That's a Mac, yeah? Yeah. I can't help you. No, don't worry about it. I'm figuring out this this thing out, too. I found this online voice recorder. It's awesome. It works really well. It's stylish, too. Yeah. It it doesn't suck. And it really good quality. Um, So for that, I just wanted to say thank you so much for clearing out your schedule, joining us again for a second night, bringing this delicious drink. Of course. By the way, folks, this woman drives for Lyft, too. Like all the things I said she did yesterday, she does more. She does more. It blew me away when I heard that. I was a little like, what? I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. Just the, the free time thing is not a concept that I do well with. So no, yeah. sitting on my thumbs and I was like, well, maybe I could try driving for Lyft. And it's 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 all right. It's <laughs> fun. I, I like when it's super uber busy, just complete and total chaos. Because mm-hmm. if you get pinged into downtown during a Bronco game or after a Bronco game or – because you just – bang around with all of these little short rides and all of these people coming and going. It's a bloody nightmare to find the people 90% of the time. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but once you've got them, it's like, great. And you drop them off and then ding, and like, ah, get, go find. Uh, <laughs> I wish that they had this little, like, the Sims, that little green thing over their head. So, oh, that'd be great. Like, because you can see the car when it's coming yeah. to you. But I need to see the people that I'm picking up. Yeah, I like that. Because really I've got a big old yellow Jeep and I've got LED colored headlights. Oh, you're that person mm -hmm. behind me at the blue lights. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they're usually orange or pink. She's got pink lights, everybody. I do. And they match the ones on the inside, too. God damn it. Stop being awesome. <laughs> All right. No, don't do that. Don't do that. So we brought you back because part of our conversation last night, and we had a great conversation for about another hour or two after we stopped recording, we were talking about some of the things that I was resistant to go into because I didn't trust my relationship with you. And you seem pretty open about it and you are, yes, willing to of talk course, about of it? Of course, yeah. Fantastic. So tell me, you have of late been talking about, and we covered this a little bit yesterday, the desire to be more regularly on stage seen as a standing female human. Oh, yes. Where is that coming from? It's, it's, I'm kind of in a sticky spot right now. I didn't talk a whole lot about it last night because I'm a frustrated actor. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't work and it's not that I don't get to work in fun things with cool people. It's just that I have been working in children's theater for so long that the Denver scene has kind of forgotten that I have a BFA in this nonsense and that I do enjoy doing other things. And it's kind of gotten to where I don't, I'm trying to change my type and it just didn't go super well. You know, like we talked about last night with the, yeah. the Denver Center, all the auditions and those yeah. things. But what I realized recently is maybe it's because I come off a little cocky in auditions. And callbacks, and that's really not my intent. Because we all know that the cock, like there's a difference between the cocky actor and mm -hmm. the confident actor. Totally. And especially with what I had just auditioned where I actually got cast, you know, in Go Dog Go as the, the lead dog at the Fine Arts Center in Colorado Springs. Mm. Um, I think I was perceived as cocky. And I tried to deconstruct why I was being viewed like that. I think it's because I have such a massive self-defense system up mm. because I'm bald mm. and I've made the decision to not deal with wigs because they drive me crazy. Mm. In case you hadn't noticed, I'm allergic to hair. I have alopecia universalis. Mm. And so my body thinks my hair is a cold. And so wow. it kills the hair follicle. So my hair follicles like, Ooh! and just they're dead. That's mm. why I don't, doesn't look like I just shaved my head. Because there are no hair follicles, so there's no stubble. Okay. That blows people's minds. Like, oh, you don't shave your head? And I'm like, no. But <laughs> I go into these situations where I've stopped wearing a wig because when you first met me, yeah. you were saying last night when at, we, after when, House of Blue Leaves. Yeah, House of Blue Leaves, I saw this this nun, this firecracker nun, come out post-show in a cocktail dress and a fiery red hair. Yeah, because my hair was red. Yeah. Um, so all my wigs that are the ones that I associate with are red because that's what my hair color was. Awesome. Uh, and that's very much a front. Mm. That's not really who I am. That's safe. I'm safe when I'm that person because I have to be so prepared to have anything thrown at me 
from what strangers or people who I kind of know to say things like, oh, well, why'd you shave your head for this role? I'm like, well, I didn't. Or just in the grocery store. Ew, he's ugly. Why doesn't he have any hair? Children. And then the parents responding with, shh, instead of how I would prefer to be like, well, why don't you go ask her? Mm -hmm. I think that's a girl. Why don't you go ask her if she's a girl or a boy? And do you think that might hurt her feelings? I could go down that road forever, but it's just that every time I go out of my house, because I have made the decision to not wear a wig or a hat or a scarf because they drive me crazy, I have to be prepared at all times to hear the most hurtful thing that I could hear several times a day. Because every time I leave my house, someone says something Mm -hmm. without, without fail. If I'm with someone else, people usually leave me alone. Um, Like if I'm with Robert, Mm -hmm. they usually don't, my fiance Robert, they usually don't approach me, but I'm approachable and I'm usually bouncing around happily shopping for groceries or whatever. And people will come up be like, well, even if they have the good, the good intention of being, how's your treatment going? Well, by treatment, you mean treatment for cancer. I don't have cancer. And then they look like I've killed their puppy. Uh, They're disappointed. And then I get a story about whatever their connection with cancer is of who they lost or who they're losing or what their experience was with it. And I'm just like, I'm shopping for my groceries and I don't want to tell you my story with cancer. That's none of your business. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not why I'm bald. And like, Oh, well, have you tried vitamin C treatment? Well, you know, it's not really so well, my friend here, I'm going to give you the number and you're just like, is that like just consuming all the packets of emergency in the world? It's this, it's this thing in Boulder and I don't really know much about it other than I can't fucking afford it. (laughs) There's a lot of things in Boulder people can't afford. Anyway. But it's just, it's exhausting. And imagine the thing that you're most insecure about, um, because I have my hair fell out in 2011. It's 2018. So it's been that amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it's been probably four years that I stopped wearing a wig or giving any fucks whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And imagine going out every time you leave your house, having the incredible likelihood that someone is going to say something to you that just hits right on what you're most sensitive about. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how they phrase it. It's going to hurt. Yeah. And so because I get accused of shaving my head and why would you shave your head and why don't you wear a wig? You would be so pretty if you wore a wig. Is that a girl or a boy or children point and laugh or Mm. children run Mm. from me or people stare all the time. The staring is I've it's whatever. I just pretend like I'm a celebrity and people stare. But, and so I have this very friendly, bouncy, confident front because that person can get hit from total not paying attention at all with one of those comments, like at a callback, mm-hmm. uh, in in an audition room. Oh my gosh, the stuff that I have fly at me right before I go to sing or something is like, <laughs> she can take that, mm-hmm. and it's it has to, she has to be so confident. And so self-assured that it doesn't throw me when I'm trying to do my job. Or I don't say something nasty and inappropriate to people in public. Um, Because I don't 
you know, I don't know how else to deal with it. It's just kind of been, it's how I've evolved since when I was 12, when I first went bald in sixth grade. I learned to create this persona that couldn't be hurt. And so I'll be damned if it comes off as cocky in callbacks. It's a, if I, if, do you have a callback personality? Are you I do, yeah, absolutely. It's the same thing. It's yeah. not as if I'm splitting my personality no. and becoming a different person or trying to be someone else. It's just how I have to present myself so I'm not wounded. Yeah. You've, when, you've conditioned yourself to be in public. And you've created two very different, not personas, but just you've prepared two different responses. When you're out living your life, it sounds like you are filled with this kinetic energy. That's always the person that I've always encountered Hmm. is this person who had this endless, boundless buoyancy to them. And then... For the callback situation, the audition situation, it is focused, determined mm-hmm. actress, artist going about getting that work. Yeah. And for me, like I, I, I'm, we, we talked about it a little bit last night. Is I, the person that I always try to be in a callback is focused. Mm-hmm. I'm there to get my to get a job. Mm-hmm. And. And, and I've always viewed it like that. And sometimes I've, you know, I've, I've dialed it back some and I've been surrounded by a lot of people in the room that I consider to be acquaint, like friendly acquaintances, people that I see often and enjoy their, their company. I have friends that are also actors as well. Mm-hmm. And so I bump into them yeah, yeah. and I want to be, make sure that there's a clear distinction there, not to be a dick, but if I'm not about to take a bullet for you, yeah. that's kind of how I define uh-huh. my friendships. So anyway, like, like you just, if I'm there to get a job and I don't know anybody, I always come off as arrogant. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the few notes that I got from this director in college, the last show I did in college. Um, I can't remember her name right now, but it's, it's okay because the nightmares still haunt me from that rehearsal process. <laughs> she was not the easiest person to work with. Um, she had said, when you walk into the audition room, you sit or you stand like you've already been cast. And and that stuck with me. It was it was the mindset of I've done my homework. Mm-hmm. I know what this character wants. Stick to the choices you've made. Go to work. Yeah. And all the rest of the stuff that surrounds you in that room the hanging out, the talking about what's next or what you're doing or what do you think the director's looking for, all that stuff. While in certain areas it's helpful and it's fun to disconnect from that focus. Yeah, like blow off a little bit of steam mm-hmm. and, and then. Yeah, and, and, I, I, and I never want to come off as like a complete <laughs> dick. So I definitely like, I'll, I'll talk to you if you've got, if we're having a conversation, but I, I'm there to work. And, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes you make great connections and that's awesome. But I've, I don't see that room as a place to make buddies. Mm-hmm. We'll be friends after we go through the trenches, you know. Yeah. Like, like we'll, I'm happy to see you. I'll catch yeah. up for a sec, but then I gotta do my. I gotta, gotta do, do my do thing. And, and and I <laughs> and for me as a, I guess the proper way of saying this now is the cis, essentially white male, 
I've never had any big, not even big. I just never had something that, from a physical standpoint, that has drawn attention, either positively or negatively. And I can't imagine what that process has been like. Well, and then I dance the line of, well, if you didn't want people to approach you about it, why don't you wear a wig? I'm like, well, you see, I'm allergic to my hair, so I'm allergic to the wig hair, too. It gives me a rash. And I also get migraines. And so it's incredibly hard for me to wear a wig for more than an hour, like in a show. Mm -hmm. Like, I will take that fucking thing off at intermission because it gives me a headache if I'm in a wig for a show. And so they're like, well, you obviously want people to approach you about it because you are not wearing the wig. Hmm. Or why don't you wear a pink wig? My favorite is when men come up to me and say, do you buff it to get that shiny? Or they have shaved their head and they're like, oh, nice haircut. And I'm like, I haven't come up with a good response to that one. I got one for you. What, please? Can please. I that's it? Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like playing, I'm playing their face do you back have, at me in my mind. And do you like, have, do you have a can of mace? Cause that could just be a quick fix right there. You don't have to say nothing. I can be pretty intrusive. Oh gosh, like when I got this liquor, when I went and I got this liquor, yeah. I kind of get this spidey sense. I'm like, I'm about to go into a store where there's <laughs> going to be a whole lot of people dithering around and they're all going to be thinking it, but one of them is going to say it. Yeah. Who's it going to be? And I was like, it's a cold day. It's probably going to be about why I'm not wearing a hat. I should wear a hat because I'm going to catch my the cold. Well, I'll be goddamn I was right. I'm standing in line <laughs> with my beer. And this lady's like, oh, oh, here. Oh, Gotta stop being the right all the time. Why don't you? I'm right. It's just decades of being the bald chick. Yeah. Um. Oh, do you want to put your, your beer down on the counter next to mine? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I mean, I, I got it. It's just the 12 pack. I lift. It's not very heavy. And then I was like, oh, she probably thinks I'm going through something. And so I'm like, whatever. She's like, you know, it's bad for your health to, to go out with without a that hat on yeah. make yourself sicker and I was just like okay I forgot it in the car no I don't have a hat with me there was no hat in my car it's just of all the little pads that I could that were like <laughs> thrown out in front of me yeah. I'm looking at the options that I have here I'm like what kind of mood I'm in no I didn't get a nap today I didn't sleep well last night there's always the fuck you option I'll fire it off one day. Yeah, one day. Would you Would you like me to get you a hat? Right. Ah, no, you got me a blanket, bitch. I'm good. Oh man, I was hoping you'd say it. Now. I was <laughs> oh it a, shit, that was the opportunity. Oh. Let's try it again. I've got a I got a 49er cap. You want to put it on? Fuck you. Oh okay. <laughs> Definitely. You got it. You got it. No, no worries. But I was smiling. So yeah. Really tough. That's fine. You can still do it with a smile because the smile <laughs> always offsets it. Because like because. <laughs> Here's my thing. Like I talked to, I, we were talking a little bit about my job, and I'm always talking to kids. And like over the last week or two, I've gotten less and less good at censoring the words that come out of my mouth. And it's mainly because these kids use these words all the time, so they only respond to those words. Right. And 
so like now like I was like I'm not when I say like will you just knock that shit off <laughs> and then you're like you hit them with a smile and they're like oh he means business <laughs> oh and I've discovered working with adults mm-hmm. from time to time that I can say whatever I want to you if I say it with a smile huh. you're a fucking tool bag <laughs> leave me the fuck alone. You, you just see the smile on my yeah, face yeah. as I say it. And it usually has, you know, it, it usually has the desired effect at the very least, in my opinion, it, it offsets them just enough to go like recalibrate. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting it now. I might be, I'm not prepared to go down this minefield. Yeah. I'm not prepared. It, you know, it's, it's funny. You, the conversation you were having with this person at the liquor store um, when you were getting our unofficial sponsored drink uh, of the evening from Dry Dark Brewery. Dry mm-hmm, thank you. Mm. The Blonde Abomination. Mm. Or the Donald Trump Jr., as I'd like to say. Uh, Slytherin Pride. Yeah. Um, we were... With the Me Too movement, and it, this is a... And forgive me. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make a correlation, and, it, and it's there. And so I've heard a lot of men complaining about, I've heard our president complain about the scary time that oh. we all live in now. Mm-hmm. And uh, how anybody could be accused at any time. Yeah, that's the drop of bed. No, it's 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 it's, it's going to happen to you someday. Um, so it, it, and just so we're clear, I'm being sarcastic. Um, fuck that guy, and fuck this idea that. We were living in a terrifying time. I'm not walking to my car every night with keys in my hand or whatever other safety precaution women feel like they need they need just to get through their fucking day because we can't control our bullshit. Anyway. The thing about oh, I was just trying to be nice when I paid a compliment or when I in when I intersected myself into this moment of that woman's life with mm-hmm. my come on or whatever. Now, what I'm getting at is for a situation like you encountered at the liquor store, they think in their brain they're being helpful. Mm-hmm. And to a part of it, you're like, that's why you don't blow up, right? Because you understand you yeah. understand that. I'm trying to be person who is educating them on what alopecia is and how it's inappropriate sometimes to comment on people's appearances. Yeah. Period. And that's, and that's the thing I think where I'm getting at the most here is we have crafted an existence in certain areas around pleasantries and social norms that as we enter 2018, 2019, it's co- closer now than the beginning of 2018, obviously, <laughs> um, we're getting to a place where those norms, those pleasantries have to change. I am struggling, not struggling, but having to remind myself often to, like I, I work with a lot of female teachers. There was mm-hmm. a room full of female teachers once, and they thanked me for the work I did that day. And I said, hey, no problem. Thank you, guys. And I took two steps away, and I came right back, and I said, I'm sorry, ladies. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. And 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 they were at the moment they were like they were very like what what do you mean? Well, see, like, I didn't hear it. I was listening to you and I didn't hear it. Yeah, and so and and obviously it, it, that's a little. It, it's one of the little things. Yeah. And I've I've often made the mistake in terms of like people who are transgendered and and doing the, the right pronoun for that. Yeah, they. They. It's hard. It's 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 hard for me. <laughs> and 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 but it's it's just part of the life now. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, I've got to be I've got to be present with that Mm -hmm. if i don't know it It, and and there was you know there are times where you can make an excuse drunk heat of the moment you Mm -hmm. look more one thing than the other Mm -hmm. don't be mad at me but for situations just for, for just in general it's it's you're the better one to answer this portion of this right not me how should a stranger approach you Unless they have something that is incredibly important to themselves Mm -hmm. that they need to reach out to me, fucking don't. Leave me alone. I mean, that sounds... But it's exhausting. And that's why I don't like to leave my house, basically, Mm -hmm. is... And this is where I know that I would be a horrible famous person is I would just like everyone to fuck off. Don't talk to me. Mm. <laughs> uh, but if you just kind of idly are feeling awkward that, because how many bald chicks do you know? Not a lot. Like one, right? Uh, You've maybe seen a couple in your life. Not, not a lot. Like since yeah. Sinead O'Connor. Uh, maybe Lupita Nyong'o. Right in person, in person, someone you know. Zero. Yeah. yeah like yeah. in Park Meadows Mall. Ever. Just right? you. Like you're me. my only bald friend. And I know it's right. So yeah. I'm rare to people. Yeah. I'm this exotic creature that comes walking in, and I think it makes people feel uncomfortable, and they feel the need to comment on it. Mm-hmm. Because ninety percent of the time, I've caught them staring at me, and I give them a fucking dirty look. Yeah. You know, because I will. If you're looking at me, I will look back at you hard. And I'll throw whatever you're throwing at me. Mm-hmm. So if you have a puzzled look on your face, I'll look puzzled back at you. If you're frowning at me, I'll frown back at you. And so I think what if I shoot you the smolder. People do, uh, you don't... I just like fart and run away. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Self-defense. Don't shoot the smolder activate. people. <laughs> Self-defense. Yeah. No, man. Not a match, Rachel. Oh, it's those vegan parts. Oh, the vegans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to have to leave before I order my dinner tonight. <laughs> oh, I've, I've turned his dinner. Yeah, no, no, it's not that. It's just you're going to be mad at me. <laughs> oh, I'm not that type of vegan. I don't care what you eat. Good, thank you. Uh, Man, cheese. Cheese, cheese. cheese is good. They oh. haven't perfected it. They have perfected it, but they haven't. they're not shipping it to this part of the country yet. Nice. So Delicious has a really good one, but they're just not shipping it this far out in the plant yet so fingers crossed mm-hmm. you were saying um looks what I say? oh 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 and so i think the fact that i catch people staring at me because i do call people out for staring i call children out for staring too mm-hmm. uh, because they will loudly say to their mothers or their caretaker it's usually their mother why doesn't he have any hair mm-hmm. and i'll look to the mother and i'll be like Falls in your court. How do you want to handle this? Because I'm embarrassed. I That's the most common thing that happens, and it still makes my veins turn to ice. 
a child saying something loudly that makes every adult in the room uncomfortable. Yeah. Because they themselves aren't prepared. Because they don't know what to do. Yeah. And they're 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 embarrassed because I'm embarrassed and so I'm like, do you and so they usually run away and I usually run after them. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Would would you like to ask me that? You can you can ask me why. And the parents, 99% of the time, are like, no, 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 she was just doing it. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. Would, and then I asked the parent, would you like to ask me why? And they're like, no. Mm. Okay, I would like to tell you why. And so I tell them what it is. Mm. I explain it in children's terms to adults as well. I'm mm. allergic to my hair. And it falls out and it doesn't make me sick. Uh, and so there's this awkward pause and then I always find something and then I ask the adult can I ask you a personal question and they're like uh yeah why why are you carrying a little bit of extra weight you sh do you feel the need that you should go to the gym a little bit more you know like that's why I fire back at adults who you know mm -hmm. fire something at me of why do you shave your head? You look like a skinhead. That one fucking pisses me off. I bet. Um, I bet. So they always, I mean, it's just 90, if someone walks up to me, it's going to, they're going to fire something off about my head. Yeah. And so I will, if I am not too irked or flustered by, because it, it never fails to fluster me, I will ask to ask you a personal question. And I always ask about weight. Please don't ask me. No. <laughs> Please don't ask me. <laughs> Because, like, that's the one thing that... <laughs> because I eat my feelings, Rachel. That's why. Because everyone is self-conscious about their weight. I'm <laughs> self-conscious about my weight. And that's the only thing that can equate people that really makes them go... I just was rude at how I phrased that. I wouldn't walk up to someone and ask them why they're fat. I wouldn't walk up to someone and ask them why they're anorexic. You don't do that. And so people walking up to me and asking me, why don't you wear a wig because you would be so pretty, is inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And so I try, like this isn't, this isn't a PSA, like this is just, I mean, I feel kind of, I don't really talk about this to anybody. Mm. Like Rob, my fiance, is the only person that sees me go through this every day. Mm. And he's new at it, you know? And so his response is fuck you and fiery and obtrusive. And he puts himself in between me and the person who is just – like crushed my soul for the fourth time that day because yeah. um, it doesn't ever get easier to deal with it because I've heard it all, but God damn, somebody always throws something new at me every day. Right. So I'm hoping to slowly train the human population about physical disabilities and physical differences, especially training people with children, how to train their children to be good people. Yeah. What I, then thank you again. I'll probably gush this a lot because it's not easy. And, and I, I don't talk about this no. with anyone. <laughs> and, 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 and please feel free to tell me at the end of all this, if you want, this is just a recording that stays on my computer. No, I mean, it's, it's something that like, that's why I'm here talking with you tonight because you were afraid to ask me last yeah. night. And I was like, don't be afraid to ask me, you know, mm -hmm. And there's, there's really no good way to ask me, but you did it fantastically well last night. Do you remember what you said? No. 
um, you you said I was unsure about how to broach the subject of your parents. Mm-hmm. My parents, not my head, my hair. I don't have any. You didn't say any of the trigger words of wig or like disability because it is considered a disability because it's an autoimmune system disorder but it's not the only thing that disables me about it is it makes me fucking horribly depressed (laughs) but well (laughs) that ship has sailed (laughs) hey for a guy that suffers depression about three or four times a year like that's a good like it it, it's heavy it can hit yeah it hits but that ship has sailed i was i sunk in that ship in college, when my hair fell out for the second time, really in my life, the first time was in sixth grade. I went bald, had to get a wig. I'll be goddamned in freshman year of college, my hair fell out. And I was in a new place with new people, and I couldn't live in the dorms because I'm so asthmatic and allergic to everything. I was in an apartment, so I didn't have any friends at all. And then I went bald. Wow. And the depression, I, I nearly took my own life that time. The ship nearly sank and took me with it. But this this time around in 2011 when I went bald, I got on the ship and I was like, all right, this is the depression ship to, to be, be full sails. Let's yeah. go. And I rode it until I got to the other shore and I'm no longer on the hair depression ship. Good. It took a while. Yeah. But that's why I'm able to mm. tangle with people being obtrusive to me every day because I make the choice to not wear a wig. It's it's so I don't know what it is. It, it just when you we exist in this world where so much that we sell we sell from a, a look standpoint. Even even our cans of beer and soda are glistening with. Yeah, look at the hair on this apricot blonde lady. Here. Oh, let's, let's take a look. Let's, She's let's, beautiful. Is like, she? That could be me if I were wearing a wig. Totally. Um, totally. And then, of course, you know, that's the female beer. And then the male beer here is just this like, angry dude. The male beer. beer. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that great? I love that. That's like <laughs> men. Like every, like, I, I read romance novels in high school, throughout high school. And and the not the not the cheesy ones with Fabio on the cover. No, the cheesy ones that had romantic thriller on it. Oh, what makes uh-huh. a romantic thriller? A romantic thriller is that someone is very close to being killed but falls in love with their detective. Oh. And the detective or the cop or the fireman or the good Samaritan oh. that's that is always out there protecting the damsel in distress. Um is is always described. That's as, thrilling. Is yeah. it thrilling to do that? Yeah. Okay. Because they're like they're on the run, Rachel. Oh, from the killer. They're staying in a hotel. Okay. After they after they after they went try to get home, and there was somebody inside there, and I'm he came in. Just trying to envision Jason Bourne falling in love with like the female whatever the fuck they put in the film. Oh, he doesn't fall in love. He fucks with impunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. Uh, I stand corrected. That's right, Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon is awesome, um, but when it so I would read these things and, and that was that was like the biggest step by step breakdown of manhood. And mm-hmm. I wrote I raised myself with my mom and then the media around me. So 
I, 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 I listened to R&B music over and over and over again. I wanted to know what good men were. Uh -huh. So they, they, they cared about everybody. They care, especially their lady okay. always put her on a pedestal and it's always, you know, making love down by the fire from the novels I was reading. Uh -huh. They were irreverent and they always had a smirk, a sly smirk. Their, their pants always hung indifferently off their hips. Uh, that made my butthole clinch. Didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Made me, it made me want to order a pizza. And they won. It won. It's going to win again tonight. And, <laughs> But anyway, so the, the, just the the way we've packaged and sold these things, and, and, and it's so based off looks. And we're going, basing it all at these cans of like men are one thing, women are this other thing. And it, you... I've always carried yourself with this, like I, I just said last night, this Phoenix energy. And that's, that draws people in. You are beautiful without any addition. Thank you. Yeah. And you, and that should be abundantly clear to anyone that takes the time to cultivate a relationship with you. And that's the next thing I was going to say was, is I'm not beautiful from, all the things that you see everywhere, you know, like, have, have you ever seen? Oh, um, do you mean like, if I look at the, yeah. Like, what I, yeah. Well, like the, the, the villain is always bald. Mm -hmm. If you look at Gotham, the guy who's actually, cause I've got a friend who's playing Edward Nygma in Gotham. Went to college with the dude. Oh, wow. wonderful fella. Fucking riot. Um, He's doing a great job on that show. Right, I can't watch it because I just sit there and giggle at, at Corey. <laughs> <laughs> um, the guy who's one of the villains, he actually has alopecia. Oh, wow. And I was like, huh. Soon, because we kind of have the same bone structure. Mm. Um, it's kind of like Down syndrome in the way that you look like mm. other people with alopecia. Um, in the Through the eyebrows and the structure of the cheekbones. And then you've got, oh, my God, I can't even think of all of the hundreds of times I've seen a villain who's this really evil Do You know it's the bad guy because his head is shaved. Mm. You know, it's some really intense chick that's on the bad side of the X-Men. She's got her head shaved. That's right. And then um, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. I hadn't seen it, and I was sitting watching it with Robert because we don't buy movie tickets. It's a waste of money. Um like two movie tickets will pay for an entire case of kitten food. I digress. And so I know nothing about it. I stay away from commercials and everything about all of these fantastic superhero movies that I'm so excited to go see. And so I know nothing about them except for who's in it. Mm. All right. And so all chick comes up on the screen. I'm like, Ooh, Silda. And I'm like, is she, is she the bad guy? And Robert said, no, cause he'd seen it. I was like, she's not the bad guy. All right. And then a couple minutes later, I was just bawling mm. because that's the first time a human female has ever been portrayed on screen and she wasn't evil. She wasn't killing people. She didn't get killed for being evil. She just didn't have a hair mm. and she was beautiful. And I love that actress and I'm over here bawling, but we need more yeah. of 
well, I mean, stop stereotyping evil with baldness and black. Yeah. Like the orcs are black. It, I mean, it's everywhere. And yeah. it's not just like, I just see it because I am it. I'm evil. And I played an evil character, Rumpelstiltskin. And I was bald. That's the first time I'd ever been on stage bald. And I scared the tits off of so many children. And I was like, I'm perpetuating that stereotype. Mm. But it's fun. Yeah. But that Dr. Strange thing, I wrote this big letter to the, to the studio and I was like, oh, this is great. Here's a picture of me and this is why the movie meant a lot to me. And thank you for, I know you're catching a lot of shit for making the ancient one female, but it's great that she was female and bald. It's great. So I hope, I hope Tilda gets to see that. I haven't heard anything back yet, but it was only like three years ago. So. They're, they got this whole phase, <laughs> Rachel. They got this whole phase two coming on, and they got a plan for what they're doing after we lose Chris Evans and Tony Stark in this next one. So, spoilers. It's it's contract. They've already announced. Like I knew I knew that years ago. I didn't. It's contract. I pay attention to the contracts. I pay attention to the movie. Oh, when it airs. Oh, there were so many people who were crying about specific characters. And I'm like, they have to come back. They're on contract for another three. True that. <laughs> well, like when Thanos started killing people off, I was like, oh, I see why everyone was so upset about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm just insensitive wait, here because I hadn't seen Thanos it. Thanos does what? Sorry? Son of a bitch! <laughs> anyway. Anyway. That's... Well, if I mean, it's not... The gender is off, but there's one punch man. Punch man? One punch man. He is a like this like anime manga character, and he usually defeats his foes with one punch. Oh. And he is bald, and he is a good guy. Huh. Um, from what I understand, he's a good guy. But, <laughs> yeah. I don't follow it. I just know that this person exists. And That's nice that they're out there, because I just see... I just see the big ones. Yeah, because I, I ain't got I don't watch TV. I ain't got time to go see movies. So that's how I mean. That's how I feel about being a Native American. And for the longest time, I've never like I've always been fifty fifty. I've played my Irish side when I'm when I needed to, and mm-hmm. I played my Native American side when I needed to. And as I've gotten older, especially since I did Black Elk Speaks, I've like more and more and more and more embraced it. And I've always had to embrace it from a different angle. Is the fact that. I was never Native American enough for the Native American groups that I went to school with. Hmm. I was never enough. And then I did Black Elk Speaks, and for a couple of the 100% blooders in there, the guys with the pure blood, I still wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And that really bothered me. It bothered me from a, from a standpoint. I was like, you're making a career off this, and you're not good enough to carry a show. Like you're an extra in movies and you're always getting chased by people. And now as I'm getting older, my thing is I want to create that story where the Native American is strong and not from a cliche poetic yeah. standpoint. Of like we're, we're being reverential to them now because we still as a culture feel bad about this shit. Yeah. Just like honestly. Yeah. And, and, Forget do it. Like I saw Hostiles, and it was like, it was like I, I love watching Adam Beach now more so than ever um, be a Native American. Like I like to watch him be 
a, a member of a tribe. It might not be the specific tribe, and I'm sure there are some hardliners that don't like that when a mm-hmm. Cherokee plays a, Shy- a member of the Cheyenne and so on and <laughs> I mean, so forth. I mean, it's like Japanese and Chinese, same thing, right? No, but yeah. Sar- yeah. Sarcasm. I know. I <laughs> on that one. Yep. But anyway, so it, that's – I. I don't see enough of people that look like me out there either. And it's when we spend so I think it's I think it's harder here in America too is because so much of what we gleam or decide upon for our future is reflected back to us in what we consume. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see people that resemble you have similar traits that exist in a plane that you exist in. Where do you get your foothold in? How do you climb this mountain or this life goal at all? If you don't see it being accomplished. And so it's daunting at the very least. And for some, I'm sure it's almost enough to make them give up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I see it in my community mm-hmm. that I teach at. Like, there's kids that have already given up because while we're getting better, we're not where we could be, mm-hmm. where we should be striving for. And there are people who would probably say, "Oh, well, just get over it." And you've got these certain things. I mean, you, you, your life's not terrible. No, we're having this conversation now because we should have had it a hundred years ago and you didn't, you you didn't want to get on board. So then we had it 90 years ago and you still didn't want to get on board and so on and so forth all the way up until now. And it goes not only in terms, in terms of race, it goes to being a female and then it goes into other categories that are no less important than what you are encountering. I can't imagine seeing people who look like me always being the bad guy. Like, that's frustrating. Like, I was so happy when I saw Predator for the first time because the Native American in that was a badass until he got killed. Well, I was like, but he still got killed. He did, but Billy! (laughs) Billy, get to the chopper! (laughs) I loved Billy, though, because he was still a badass. He had the big chain mail on, the huge-ass gun, and he he knew where the Predator was all the time. He was connected to him on some spiritual Native American level. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was all cliche in a lot of areas, but he was still... But he was still there. He was still a Native American with long hair kicking ass. Mm-hmm. That was fun for the 30 minutes he was alive in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, with... with, with We've covered that. Yeah. You worked and have worked for family. My landlady, my good friend Colleen, who you met coming down here mm-hmm. tonight, she saw Into the Woods. Really? Yeah. And she and I showed I showed her the podcast, how it uploaded, uh-huh. and I showed her the selfie that we took with Bubbles. How's Bubbles today? Good. Good. She's been sitting in my lap most of the day, napping. She's oh. been a little bit clingy. Oh. I think she's cold. It's yeah, cold in the house. It's very cold. It's a cold day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she saw that and she was like, oh my God, this is this, the this, this start of the show. So I was like, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, 
we talked about what family does. And can we can you put it into the way we 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 some like I assumed was what we were creating with family. Yes. Will you tell us what family kind of does and what their world of the play they're putting on or musical they're putting on means. Yeah, the the play is the people who the characters in the show happen to have the same disability as the actors who are playing them. So the bake like the bake the baker's wife? The baker's wife. Oh Lord, as much as many times I saw that show, I, the characters were like, <laughs> the baker's wife, Reagan. You know, she's mm. in a wheelchair. It wasn't a show about someone in a wheelchair. Mm. It was into the woods that was played by someone who happens to be in a wheelchair. You know? And I've been in three family shows and I've been a little bit disappointed each time that they haven't used my head because I think that would be a wonderful opportunity. Like the stepsisters, they say that they were beautiful of face, but ugly at heart. And to be portrayed as beautiful with no hair, I think would have meant a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or <laughs> to not have any hair. And then when we go to the ball, I have that stupid 40 pound wig on my head that was like 30 feet high. <laughs> that would have been a cool transition, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but my, my stepsister, she didn't, she didn't, have OCD as like you see it with she walks on with a hand sanitizer washing her hands you know it's just yeah she had OCD and she was really uber concerned about how much powder she was getting on her nose Mm. and that's that's how it presented itself and I don't think anybody knew that that's why I was powdering my nose but that's why my character was powdering her nose Mm. she was over powdering her nose because of a compulsion to do so that's it and so all of the family shows, I mean, I, and it can, it can be anywhere, any show, like, I guess, you know, every character that I play is a character who happens to have the same disability as me because I can't always mask out, hide or walk around how my disabilities uh, happen to manifest that day. Sometimes I have a limp because of my spinal cord injury. Just depends on how ticked off it is that day. I always ball. Huh? Uh, and so it depends on whether or not they've wigged me or not in that show. Hmm. Uh, I'm always horrifically dyslexic. Uh, but that once we get out of rehearsal, that's not something that my character does. What else? And like the alopecia thing is always something that I always forget. Hmm. And, I, and it's really not something that I identify as at all. But I make a conscious effort to be like, hello, my name is Rachel Graham. I'll be taking your pictures this evening. Sit down. Shut up. Don't fuck with me. I'm bald. I'm aware. I have alopecia universalis questions. Send me an email. Just throw it in there because I know everyone's like, she doesn't have any hair. Is anybody else going to talk about why she doesn't have any hair? This is awkward. Who knows her? And I'd rather say it than have, you know, one of my poor friends tried to say alopecia universalis. I mean, that's a mouthful. So, it, it alopecia univer, universa alis. University Alice. University Alice. Mm-hmm. And depends on what country you're in, how you'll say alopecia mm. or alopecia, or 
universalis or universalis. I mean, it's just, the, it's a medical term that. It sounds like a Greek goddess. Uh, alopecia. I love when people say alopecia. I'm like, oh. Oh, that sounds expensive. Oh, alopecia. Mm. Sounds fancy. Did you get that new alopecia bag? Yeah, it's better oh. than Gucci. Are you part of the National Alopecia Ariana Foundation? Actually, I am. I'm part of the Universalis program. <laughs> I'm part of the 0.5% of the 2%. Ooh. I have no hair anywhere except for my damn right armpit, damn it. I got black hair on my right armpit because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm part Native American too. I have black hair. Oh, yeah. Blame me for that Dude. shit. Dude. I'm, no, like, I'm about to like, whip out my armpit. There's like four black hairs. <laughs> it's the Native. comes out of my right armpit. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, random as fuck. Uh, welcome to my life. <laughs> it's my life. It's so Sorry. 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 Oh, and then you got an awkward kitten solo over here. Was, uh, yeah, and my bad singing. We're like one beer in, and everyone's like, damn, how many shots did they take? I'm like, no one beer. Actually, I've all, I had a beer before you got here. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Like, not. I'm not worried at all. Want me to drive you someplace? I could do that. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. We're safe. We're safe. We never record and drive, folks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like snapping and driving. Bad idea. Yeah, definitely. Don't, don't, you don't want to snap and drive. Don't Pokemon and drive either. Don't Pokemon and drive. I've done that, but as only as a passenger. Oh. It's a lot of fun. And it when, still bitches at you, too. It still does that. And I'm like, Are you hey. Are like a passenger? I was like, I've already hit this. No. I'm not. I'm not a... <laughs> I am not driving. I am just a scrub in the passenger side of my best friend's ride. Mm-hmm. Trying, trying to, to holler at some Pikachus. Trying to spend these damn Pokestops. That's right. That's just all I want to do. Because I'm running out of balls, folks. Wait, what? Anyway. It's always a problem. It's it is always a problem. God damn Pokemon. <laughs> I, I, I download that game and then I delete it like once every three months. It always happens. What team are you on? Um, and I do have a team on the yellow team. Yay, me too. Nice. <laughs> Where were we? I have no fucking were idea. Were we talking about anything? Um, do you have another beer? I've got two more in here. Do you want to mix me up another one? That's, I'll mix up another one. Yeah. So Maybe you can get it less heady than I did because the... I'm pretty good at the perfect pour. Do the we, hop one is very excitable. So which one do we do first? Uh, I did... The, the, the orange one first. Orange one first. Let's go blondie first. But I'm not sure it makes a big fat cow of a difference. But. Okay. Well, let's, let's hope hopefully it doesn't. Yeah, the hop one was really excitable. I was like, I'm going to take this one because it's like 90% head, and uh, I'll just wait for it to go down. 90% head is a good percentage. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> So that's the world we've created. Like when you do family, that's the world we're creating. There we go. That's where we were. And it's that's something that's really awesome. Boys had my assumption mm-hmm. of what it was. Have you seen any family shows? No. You haven't. No, I haven't. And it's not because of a lack of desire to. It's every time there was something that was on, it was like, oh, that would be a fun show to see. Mm-hmm. The the circumstances of what the theater company is had never entered in the equation. Honestly, I told you about the story I had when I just got out of college. Yeah. And I and I thought, oh, they're doing I think they were doing Mackers. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, let's audition for <laughs> Yeah. And they're like, you can audition, Sam. 
and I get told you, yeah. someone said, this there's guy nothing. told me, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, that was up for debate. But then the fact of the matter was, I didn't have a disability of any kind. Well, and that's what took me so long to audition. Is I, there were, there were two things. Mm. I was like, there's not enough wrong with me. You're right. See what I mean about that thing being fluffy as fuck? Fuck you. Okay, listen carefully. Hop abomination. I don't know if you hear the sound of, of, of hop. Of hop drizzling under the floor because it's excitable. Yeah, God, it's not. Me, it's not me peeing from the couch. <laughs> but 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 why I didn't audition for family is because mm-hmm. I was like I'm not disabled. No. Uh, and you have to be disabled to be in that cast, yeah. you know. And then I looked at some of the people who worked, and I was like, I've worked with people in shows that are also in family. So how does that work? Because I didn't have any idea that they were quote unquote disabled or whatever the the norm is of what is disabled. And so Lisa Young came up to me one day and was like, Hey, why haven't you auditioned for family? And I was like, stop yelling at me, Lisa. There's nothing I don't have. And she was like, bullshit. (laughs) You're bald. Yes. 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 What's your point? She was like, well, check out the ADA, um, American Disability Act, what is a disability. And it hadn't occurred to me that, yes, I have obsessive compulsive disorder and I am medicated for that. I've been medicated for quite some time for that. Um, And it's not something that the medication really helps. The Mm -hmm. hops is still being an asshole over there. Sorry. Um, but it's it, the, the medication sometimes gives you a choice about the behaviors that you have. Yeah. Um, OCD is a very complex fucking beast. Um, and then the alopecia, which is an autoimmune system disorder. So I'm immunocompromised. And so I get sick a lot and that's that. And I have degenerative joints. So, you know, I have bad joints and all this crap. And then I had that back surgery from that injury in college, which, um, partially paralyzed, um, my right leg. So I have some, Muscles in my right leg that don't work properly, and I deal with uh, nerve pain. <laughs> it's the hops, guys. It's my coaster that keeps sticking to the can because it's covered in beer. Mm-hmm. He did. He did wipe it up like a like a good good fellow, though. That's right. I but clean up my not messes. Not leaving it up for the doggo. No, no, no. I don't need him drunk. He already begs me enough for snacks. <laughs> well, he's a little. He's a little old. He's old. He's an old man. He's an old pup. Thank you. Now we, we have our beers all settled up again. That's right. Good. All right. So, you, as you were. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Before my coaster interrupted the show. That's because you weren't using the start coaster, yo. You were using the I wasn't the using the start one. coaster. The start coaster is not to be trifled with. What have I got? Who's this? You've got the Hear, hear, me, hear roar. me Roar. That's the Lannister house. Lannister? you got the Lannister sigil. Is that the little prick? Yeah. It's the little prick Joffrey. I like it. Yeah. Who played the young boy in Batman Begins? I know. That got the damn glasses. Then he became that prick, dies of choking, and retires from acting. Did he retire? Yeah, he says he's done. He's going at a really big school, big college. Oh, interesting. And he, he doesn't necessarily need to act. He's, yeah, I think like, he's I also coming from money. Go out on top. Yeah. Well, if do I you, Babu? Do you? Because I'm gonna do me. Um. But so you're so you fit. Well, yeah, and I and I suddenly went into this really weird headspace of oh my god, I'm disabled as shit. Mm-hmm. Look at how many things on this list tell me that I'm disabled. You know, and then you go go into this cast of people who are also quote unquote disabled, 
And you're like, well, there's nothing wrong Mm-mm. with any of these people. Like the word wrong is something that disability was wrong with you. It's just a, this ugly attachment uh-huh. to the word disability. And, and so I was totally spazzed out in my first family show. I was playing Tiny Tim and Tiny Tim's A Christmas Carol. Um, Tiny Tim was a teenager. I wasn't playing five-year-old. <laughs> no sweat. Cute show. Um, I, I have no idea what's happening. I'm uncomfortable. Keep going. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't playing five-year-old that time. <laughs> Little boy. I did play five-year-old little boys, but it wasn't in the family show. No. No. Um, and I was like, so, so what? what's everyone's disabilities? Because I felt like a traitor. <laughs> I'm this perfectly abled person who who works at the Arvada Center and does all of these professional theatrical productions. This is how I make my living. Mm-hmm. And I've been here and I've stolen this role from someone. But how dare like, you? Oh, contraire. But, and I was... I was so wrong at, at thinking that I wasn't supposed to be there or that I had taken the role from someone. Um, like I, I felt like I was cheating it into the woods because that costume was so phenomenal. Um, but just like happily, happily in with, with all of the muckety muck. <laughs> he just took a sweet picture. Um, just trying to get my Rachel Graham game stepped up. Yeah, because I got, I got you last night, so you get me tonight. That's right. Um, but in, in Into the Woods, just happily being in the cast, because Into the Woods was really the first family show that I'd done that it was just like a cast of people. Because the first family show, you're it's like, oh, it's so different than your normal theater production because I was super-duper focused on what everyone's disabilities were, mm. which was not... Uh, it's just because I was, it was, I think it was an OCD thing as I was really upset at making someone else upset, mm. you know? And then I did Pygmalion and we had an entire different gambit of disabilities in that too. We had Robert Michael Sanders in there as well, uh, who is another one of those hybrids like Jenna Bainbridge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like to kind of throw myself in that bucket too. I guess I don't know if I, if I hold myself to the same standard as Miss Jenna, but oh. people who work with family and also work professionally elsewhere. And so I think it's really important for other people out there to know that if you have a disability, you can work with family and you're not stealing the role from someone. You're adding things to the cast, just like any person anywhere adds new unique things to the cast and adds value to the production, not simply because you are, oh, one of the people who can work elsewhere. It's like, we're just one of the people who can work elsewhere because we've auditioned. Mm-hmm. You know, other people aren't ready to audition yet. No. And to go from a family production back to the Arvada Center, to do, to go, because I was afraid that it was going to be a one-way street, that I was going to go from auditioning and working with these professional companies and then work in family and then to have that on my resume and then be like, Oh, she's disabled. We should cast her because I can't ask her what her disability is. Like everybody knows like Piper at the Arvada center. She'll do a choreography thing. I'm like, Mitch can't do that. Can we alter that? And we do because there are certain things with my spinal cord injury that I can't do anymore. Because it'll cause re-injury or it causes extreme amount of pain. I, mean, I can suck it up in the callback, but if we're going to be running for a year, there's certain things that I tell Piper that I'm like, can we switch that to like a left foot dominant thing instead of a right foot stop? Because that's going to blow my back out. Mm-hmm. Done. 
And those are things that it's okay to ask for. And even if it's not a disability, big words, scary, disability, it's okay to say, I can't do that because Mm -hmm. my knee hurts. Even if it's not an ACL surgery with a degenerative, I have a bad knee because I fell. Mm -hmm. It's okay. As an actor, you're not going to get fired. You're not going to, you know, never be cast again. If you'd be like, I have a headache. Like, I wear sunglasses on stage during Tech Week because the lights give me a migraine. And it's okay. (laughs) I look like a fruitcake, but that's why I wear the glasses that I wear. I wear these things. They're big kitty cat glasses. You see the the kitty cat glasses come out and they're like, oh, Rachel's starting to get a migraine. And I'm like, yeah, no big deal. Just the glasses. Knee pads, glasses, it's fine. And that's something the family taught me is like, it's okay to speak up and be not be like, oh, so I have this thing. She's like, hey, my knee hurts today. So I'm just not going to go down on my right knee. That's it. That's empowering. And I think actors, because everybody feels the need that they need to take a hit mm. to get the role, to keep the role, even though they know they're not going to get fired. They're like, they're, the, this director is going to remember this instant when I half-assed this one piece of choreography because I twisted my ankle yesterday. <laughs> I don't want anybody to know that. I'm, I did that when I was 18, and I still have scar tissue in my shins from <laughs> toughing it out, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so I think as actors in general, we need to treat ourselves better and to be yes, we do. like we age actors, age humans, age. Yep. It's okay to a- ask for accommodation of any kind, whether or not you're in family. It's, it's, it's part of taking ownership of who you are. And, and it, it, you're not being a diva. You're taking care of yourself so you can operate at the best of your game. And like assume goodwill. Mm-hmm. Assume that everyone's doing their best that day. And if your best that day is half of what you think you should be able to do, don't ride your ass. Like we talked about that last night. Like as, you're, as an actor, don't ride your own ass. Don't, you, no can be kind, you have to be kind to yourself. Yeah. I mean, the world kicks you in the face enough without you doing it too. Totally. And if you're still young enough to be able to kick yourself in the face, snort. We hate you. But we secretly <laughs> love you. But we'll never tell it's you. It's so many years since I could do a high kick and kick myself in the face. Mm. You know, I was able to. One of the things I loved about me for the longest time is I could do butt kickers better than anyone when I played football. Butt kickers, butt kickers. Butt kickers. Um, it's a really bad way to stretch out the front of your oh your legs while you're running, but your the back of your heels would kick up and hit your butt. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, out of all the linemen, I'm a. <laughs> I'm, he rides. I've got the I've got the I've got the persona of a wide receiver cornerback, okay? And I know that I'm not fleet of foot enough and in shape enough to play those parts. But don't flat feet too? Don't sit no the foot? No. It's I'm I'm fast, but okay. straight line speed. I can't get out of my brakes like a receiver can. So anyway. With the offensive line. Don't put me with the offensive line, high school coach. I might have stayed playing football. And then acting might never have happened, and I would be a sad husk of a man who works as um, I'm trying to find something that everyone could agree is a bad life. Um, full time as a sign thrower on the corner. 
Like, I would think that's a job where you, like... I did that once for the animal shelter, and that fucking blows. It's, it's, it's not... I, like, I always feel bad for that guy. I'm more apt to give that guy, a, you know, whatever... A dollar. A dollar yeah. than the, the guy with the sign with the Sharpie. God bless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's guy, like, no, th- this guy over here working for Mattress Company needs this dollar. Colorado Boulevard? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm straight up friends with the guy. You know that guy. The, the, the black dude, the old black dude that sits in the corner in the morning. Yes! He's a black guy! He's <laughs> this old black guy who looks like he's been retired for 10 and years. He's always smiling. He's out there in the corner really? for Mattress Firm. And you're like, like, he sees oh, me coming to work for the James. He's like, oh, hey, it's in ball chicken and the yellow jeep. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Mattress Guy. I stopped one day and talked with him. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's... So he's funny. he's perfect, but I'm sure, and I'm sure and he's I'm a good. I'm disappointed when it's not him holding the sign. Right? Well, you see the other guy, you're like, "Fuck oh. you!" You're like you're there after three p.m. and you're like, "Oh, you're nothing." I it sucked. I once saw him at a, at seven p.m. and I thought, "Are people still going to the mattress store yeah. at seven p.m.?" It's like a jewelry store. You don't know when you could sell a piece. Truth. <clears throat> um. Anyway, so I could become that guy. Well, because Josh Hartnett was a football player and injured his knee mm-hmm. or something and then decided to try it for the school play and look where he is now. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Penny Dreadful? Um, no. Was it good? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, I kind of – there was a there was a time where I gave up on his sleepy eyes. Oh, he was my first celebrity crush. Oh, he's your first celebrity crush? Uh, <laughs> he was <laughs> – I, I, I really I, I, I was really liking what he was going to be, and he's been really good in some things. But I, I'll still never forgive him for 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 stealing Kira Knightley and Pearl Harbor from Ben Affleck, even though that was a really bad movie. <gasps> it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. I enjoyed it as a teenager. I enjoyed it as a teenager and then watched it as a 25-year-old man. I have seen it since then. So. I've watched it as an adult male. And I was like, oh. what was I on? <laughs> because this entire movie is predicated on the creepy, incestuous love triangle of two brothers banging the same broad. Two brothers? Yeah. Oh. You didn't remember that part? No. <laughs> It's because Ben Affleck didn't exist in that film. I, had, I only had eyes for Josh Hartnett. Well, a lot of us only have eyes for Josh Hartnett, but <laughs> come on. And who names the kid Rafe? Ugh. Rafe. Oh, that's a great point. By that same token, who names their kid North? North. Who's North? Kanye West's first child. Oh, or Apple. Oh, Apple. Well, I'm allergic to apples, so I don't really like apples at all. Yeah, well, at least Fiona Apple didn't name her firstborn Apple. Oh, Apple, Apple. Dreadful. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> you sat down your beard, and I was like, oh, we just derailed all the hell we again. Did, we derailed the hell, all the hell again. We, we're, on, we're on such a great point. You know, I think well, because we came in with such a purpose, because we had that, that wonderful conversation. You we were like, I'm afraid to ask, and I was yep. like, don't be... And so it just it went, and then we got that family stuff in there too. Yeah, I, I think what I think what it boils down to, especially when it's something like this, is like what we're what we're getting at is the way we relate to people needs to be from the perspective of that we're all people, mm-hmm. and that because we're all people, we all have our own things, 
And we can't operate from this hierarchy of importance that we seem to. And so often when we're out there in the public or because of the the world that has now become the Tinderverse, as I like to call it, <laughs> where we always swipe right or left and that provides us with some type of evaluation uh, or wand, I guess, that we are all judges of specific traits and shit. Like, no, you can't just swipe right or left on reality. And thus, for you, that means you have to train yourself as to be a good person, mm -hmm. to at the very least, and I'm not saying my, my, my tiptoeing around the subject makes me a good person mm -hmm. and trying to figure out the right way to broach the subject. Mm -hmm. But at the very least, I'm not coming at you with an assumption. Yeah. And that's, and I think as, as people, that's what we need to do. I can't look at somebody and say, Oh, you're a, you're B. Well, and you you're have C. to remember that each person that you interact with has a past, a present, and a future. Mm -hmm. And your past, present, and future, the present that you're living in, making a choice of how to interact with that person, is going to go on into their future. Absolutely. Just because you have ended that interaction doesn't mean that that future doesn't, hasn't, it's like the, it's the drop in a pond, you know? It it continues and becomes part of the pond. And it's not like, and it's not so much like people blame millennials so much like the swipe white, swipe left thing. 90% of the people who approach me are over 40, over mm. 50. Actually, I would say over 50. Mm. Um, Thank you for that. The obtrusive, you know, mm -hmm. the, the things that are obtrusive. And then if you get into the 30, 40, you get the people who are trying to make themselves feel less awkward by saying something, you know, like, so do you buff your head to make it that shiny? I know I have sunscreen on. So, and then you get so, the 20, like maybe like the 15 to 20 who just don't, don't say anything at all. They just stare mm -hmm. and take pictures. That pisses me off the pictures. And then you get the children. Wait, I just want to be clear before we go on, before mm -hmm. we go into the children. People take pictures of you? People take pictures of me. Which is why, because we touched on this last night of why I'm painting my car to be like the 1993 Jurassic Jeeps. Mm -hmm. Is... When I was driving the Mini Cooper around, I felt like people were pointing and looking at and taking pictures of this rare colored Mini Cooper. And now that I drive a Jeep that's just like every other Jeep on the planet, it's becoming less and less. I'm able to lie myself to myself less about why people are staring. Like mm. people will literally, the passenger will see me. And I see people turn 180 degrees. They will look underneath their seatbelt. They will look over and around their headrest to get as much stare time as they can because they're safe in their car. And they, I can't see them, quote, unquote, and they can't see me. Oh. It's that glass thing. People in glass are really strange. Um... And then, you know, there are people, like, it's the full 180-degree turn of the head that really, you know, 
people are like, oh, to yell at them and tell them to take a picture and last longer. And I'm like, you try that sometime. You know, try to get that out when you're feeling. I mean, it's just such an, even if it's a total stranger, a child, an old person, someone with Down syndrome, it doesn't matter who it is or what's wrong or right or what's going on presently with them or me or anything else in the universe, it is still just turns my blood to ice. And so I'm painting my Jeep like a Jurassic Jeep so people will be staring at my Jeep and not me. And so people between 15 and 20 will go for a selfie and get me in the background. And I'm not blind, you know, I can see what you're doing and I can see when you turn it around and you look to see if you got me in it, you know, or they'll go to like, pretend like they're taking a snap and take a picture of me, you know, and it's just, I mean, it's like a freak show. I don't mean to be a walking freak show. I'm sorry that I'm so unique and I'm sorry that I don't want to wear a wig, but it's not my fault that you don't know how to interact with me. It's just such a complex creature of it going back to, well, then why don't you wear a wig? And I do some days because I was really hurt one day. I walked in to the Jewish community center the same day that I saw you that one day to deliver some stuff to Maggie for the Phantom Tollbooth while Mm -hmm. she was directing there. And I had this armful of crap that I was delivering for props and I had this weird pink wig for Jessica Clayton as well. And I kind of, you know, I opened the door and I walked in and I was kind of waiting for a moment when Maggie would turn around and notice that I was there before Maggie noticed that I was there. One of the kids turned pointed and said, Oh my God, who is that? And they all went, ew, and laughed. And I don't usually freeze and lock up and cry, but I did that day. I just looked at Maggie and I was like, here's your stuff and dropped it. And she was like, guys, 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 that's actually, that's her name is Rachel. She tried to be like, cause she saw what happened. Cause she, I, hell I've known Maggie since I was like eight. Okay. I've been working with Maggie forever. And she's actually a really good actress and she's directing a show next week. And, da, 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 and I was just like, I got, I got, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Ran. And for about a week afterwards, I wore a wig because the kids say what everyone else is thinking, whether or not they haven't you developed think you're a good filter person. yet. Yeah. So the kids vocalize around me and I pretend like most of them, I don't hear, you know, like for the sake of the parents or I'm not in the mood to do this shit. I don't have any more of the little cards that explain what alopecia universalis is on me. Um, because I carry some in my, if I don't want to talk to someone about what it is, I just hand them a card. I'm like, mm-hmm. bye. Um, I pretend like I don't hear most of the kids, but it's the constant. They say what everyone is thinking. And that's kind of why I'm a cold hard, cold hearted bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, but, and, and it, like to bring it full circle to the cockiness thing is I have to be so stony and so because I've gone through, vigilant. it's just, I, you know, because it gets, it gets to you and it's hard not to. 
and it comes out as cocky in the point in my life where I am right now. And it is what it is. The Denver theater community by large knows me and it's okay most of the time, but sometimes it's not. And I don't feel discriminated against, if you will, but it's just, it gets in the way of me doing my job. Mm -hmm. And then if I wear a wig and I try to keep it on my damn head in a dance hall, good Lord, mm -hmm. a fucking lost cause. Or, you know, it's in my eye and it's making me itch. And I'm starting to rash and I can't think about my callback because I've got a rash on my neck. Mm -hmm. Or they're like, oh, why did you wear the red wig? Like, you're thinking about casting a brunette. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So, suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, I used to bring them all in the car with me, but I don't care anymore. Yeah, so, this yeah. is what I look like. And if I had hair, this is what I would look like. <sighs> um, yeah. Before we go, mm -hmm. I just made a comment and I caught myself doing it. And mm -hmm. I apologize. Don't mean to diminish anyone in any way by saying suck a dick being a, no. a, de a deplorative. Um, so for that, I apologize in summation. Um, it's been a heavy episode. It's a heavy episode, but I think it, it's, it's an episode I think we needed. Um, I posted on Instagram while we were chatting. It's one of the, it's one of the realest conversations we've ever had here. I'm thankful for that. Um, thankful for you for trusting me with sharing the story with not just me, the, 100 or so people that on occasion download episodes mm -hmm. you are one of them um i want to make sure that we get stuff like this out there for the people who follow us and pay attention not not because it's great clickbait that's helpful but what i wanted to do when i created the ghost lights podcast was create a dialogue between our theater community mm -hmm. and then eventually the rest of the world and we need to be able to talk about all the things that encompass it. And so often the conversation has been about um, merit casting, mm. especially of late. We're talking specifically about race and gender being, we, we don't need to be so white cis male focused mm -hmm. now more than we ever needed to not be. Yeah. Um, so it's, I, I, we're, we're getting to that place where I think we need to be more cognizant of all the things that can happen in the world and to not use it as a way to knock other people down. We need to build all those people up. Um, on your own merit, I've seen you as an actress. I've watched you in on stage. I've watched you perform. I've heard you sing. I've heard you, you know, just be present in the moment. That enough alone should get you cast where you want to get if the part is right and you knock it out of the park that one day for the director i hope going forward that who you are from an appearance standpoint becomes another roadblock mm -hmm. and i i hope the people at home are listening and for at the very least just slow your roll be respectful and Check yourself from what you, how you evaluate the world when you're out and about. Yeah, and realize that someone does have to go first. And when you encounter someone who 
whether or not consciously or subconsciously, you realize they're going first. Mm-hmm. Just know that you don't have to feel guilty that you're not going first and you don't have to congratulate them for going first. Just pay attention to the trail that they blaze. Mm-hmm. Um, I was given the set of circumstances that I have to be who I am, to deal with circumstances that I have and interact with anyone and everyone that I come across in a certain way. And I'm blazing this trail and you're welcome to blaze it with me. Just don't get in my way mm-hmm. and learn from me and learn from yourself. Definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, usually we sign off with a ghost slide, but um, in case you haven't been paying attention, this entire episode has been a ghost <laughs> slide for you. So please, um, big ups to Rachel Graham, big ups to Dry Doc and their awesome concoction that they probably didn't know they were making. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you to the listeners at home. Once again,